Hello, brothers and sisters. Glad to be with you one more time. We're talking about the builder's anointing. Holy Father, let the word of the Lord come upon me that I may release it, Lord, to my brothers and sisters, Lord, to edify and to build up, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. But brothers and sisters, in, in one aspect, all of us are builders. It depending on what depends on what you are building. For instance, a person that is raising children are actually charged with building those children in a certain way, in the way that the law will have you to build them. Sometimes you want to identify what kind of strengths they have and you want to urge them into that field. You want to put an accent upon their strengths. You, you, you say A, B, C, D, E, F, G when they're children. You teach them the alphabets. Why? Because you're building an ability to read on the inside of them. You teach them moral things. Why? Because you don't want them to go the wrong pathway. But why? Why are you doing these things? Because you want them to have a successful life. And so all of us have an aspect of the builder's anointing on the inside of us. You know, when you was in school, your parents didn't want you to ha hang out with the round crowd. Why? Because hanging out with the round crowd was going to build Satan's kingdom on the inside of you. It was going to be a rebellion. It was going to build addiction. It was going to build immorality on the inside of you. Well, I'm charged with building righteousness on the inside of you. And I get creative in the ways that I do it. I tell the unrighteous man that he's righteous. Because he will become what he think he is. And power over death and life is in your tongue. So when the unrighteous man accepts Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, he becomes righteous. And he must say that he's righteous, that his body may soon follow afterward. The flesh follows the spirit. And the spirit is the word of God. As you confess what the spirit says or what the word of the Lord says, you will become what you confess you are. Let's read these 11 verses in Nehemiah, uh, the first chapter. Nehemiah, the first chapter, we're going to read the first 11 verses. Well, it, the whole chapter is 11 verses. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah, and it came to pass in the month Ch Cheslu, in the 20th year, as I was in Sushan's, the palace, that Hananiah, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped and were left of the captivity and concerning Jerusalem. So somebody came from home and he asked them about them, how they doing and all of that. All right. And they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept. Now you now the part that Nehemiah's part is, is the gate, the wall. So he told him that the wall was, was, was falling down. See, Ezra and his bunch, they had another part, but the part of Nehemiah was pertaining to the wall. Now listen. This started out with him just wanting to know the state of his of his countrymen. Verse four. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted. So this guy was invested in the well-being of his people. 
He wasn't selfish. He wasn't concerned about me and mine. He was concerned about his people. He was so concerned when they told him what was going on that he stopped eating and he cried. Hallelujah. And, 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 and prayed before the God of heaven. One man, one man just, just crying and praying and he stopped eating. And he said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keep it covenant and mercy for them that love him. Listen to that. He keep an agreement and mercy for the people that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now, day and night. So he praying at all times in the daytime and at night concerning this thing for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel. He also dealt with the reason they was in captivity. All right. Which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments, which thou commandest thy servant Moses, which is the reason they was in captivity, because they was doing the wrong thing. They were sowing bad and they reaped bad. All right, but Nehemiah going to turn this thing, right? Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, if ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nation. Okay, this has happened. Verse 9 says, though, but if ye turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, though there were of you cast out unto the uttermost part of the heaven, yet will I gather them from thence, and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. So he said, if they turn from that law, you also promise if we turn from our evil, that you will restore us. That you will restore us. If we stop doing what we was doing, you will restore us. Now listen. Now these are thy servants and thy people, whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and by thy strong hand. O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper, I pray thee, thy servant this day and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. That's the part I want to focus on slightly. This man, Nehemiah, was a, a bartender. And God going to make this man an apostle. This was a common man who was concerned about the well-being of his people. He simply began to pray. And I want you to notice that he prayed the word of the Lord. He said, okay, Lord, your word is true in the point that we've been practicing wickedness. And your word is true in the point that because of our wickedness, we are receiving what the Deuteronomy 28 said we supposed to receive. But Lord, remember though, you also said if a man turned from his wickedness, he spoke that by Ezekiel in the 14th chapter or the 18th chapter of Ezekiel, one of them. And he spoke that in other, other um, uh, scriptures that if a man turned, that God will turn. So Nehemiah prayed the word of the Lord. He said, remember the ones that desire to turn from their wickedness. So he began to pray the word of the Lord. 
Then he asked the Lord to give him favor with the king. Now I'm, a rem I'm reminded of a scripture in Proverbs. It's either the 21st chapter of Proverbs. I think that's where it's at, or the 20th verse. In the first part of those th that chapter in Proverbs, it says that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of waters, he turneth it whether so way he will. Now here's a man that simply stopped eating and started mourning for his people because they was being oppressed. You know, God hate oppression. Whether it be on your job, whether it be in the home, whether it be in the neighborhood, and God hates evil. But what God is looking for is people who will stand in the gap. People who are willing to say, okay, Lord, we've been sinning. But I pray, Father. See, this is how I pray. Lord Jesus, we, we've been killing babies. We've done that, Lord. And Lord Jesus, we've been killing one another, Lord Jesus. We've been have broken marriages in, in my race of people, in the black race. But Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, that you turn it, Father, that you begin to restore marriages. Lord, that you begin to heal the teenagers, Lord, that have been effect, affected because of fatherless uh, upbringing. That has been affected, Lord, because of demonic upbringing. Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, as an intercessor, Lord, for the young black teenagers. This is how I pray that you'll move upon them, Lord. Where, where the enemy has re uh, put rejection and hurt in their heart, Lord, I ask that you replace it with love and that the spirit of murder be bound. Lord, I declare, Lord, over, over, over the young men that the power of God is stronger than the power of Satan. Lord Jesus, that your love, Lord Jesus, is stronger than the hatred of Satan. And Lord, that you move upon a gigantic group of them, Lord Jesus, and bring peace to this city in the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm just begun, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow.